we begin by receiving the blessing of our God. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to begin by singing number 263 in the Psalter hymnal. Number 263, my heart was glad, or excuse me, with joy and gladness in my soul, I hear the call to prayer. We're going to sing verses 1 and then 4, 5, and 6. The words will come up on the screen of number 263. Before we turn to God in prayer tonight, I'm going to read from 1 Timothy 2, uh, just the first two verses of that chapter and verse 8. 1 Timothy 2, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's word. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high position, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, we have gathered tonight to pray. We have a liturgical tradition of teaching on prayer regularly. As we go through our study of the Heidelberg Catechism, there are no less than eight Lord days that we spend focusing on prayer and the Lord's Prayer in particular. 
We have a tradition of gathering on the first Thursday in May for prayer. We do that because it is proclaimed by our nation. It is proclaimed by our president. He is directed by Congress to call the nation to prayer. Uh, I would encourage you uh, to go to the uh, White House website and read uh, this year's proclamation for prayer day. I will not read all of it, but just this sentence. Today, we join together and lift up our hearts, remembering the words of 1 John 5, verse 14, that tells us, when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. This is the proclamation of our president. We've gathered tonight to pray. And before we do that, we're going to spend just a few moments uh, reflecting on the Word of God about a prayer. And this is a text, children, I hope that sounds familiar to you. We looked at this text just a few weeks ago in our Canons of Dort series, and we talked about the word all in Scripture. I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people and what that means for us. One thing we didn't look at when we looked at this text is verse 8, where the apostle says, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. Paul, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, Paul, the apostle, speaking for God himself, says, I desire then that you should pray. God desires us to come to him. God encourages us. God welcomes us to come to him. It is his desire that we pray. Uh, sometimes we ask ourselves, why should we pray? What's in the value of prayer? If nothing else, it is because God desires it. Sometimes we say, well, why do we bother praying? After all, uh, God knows what I need anyway. He knows my needs even before I ask him. Why bother asking? Sometimes we say, God is going to do what God's going to do. His will is perfect. His will is immutable. So why should I bother to pray? These are difficult questions, but we get some clarity as we do look to the truth given to us in the Heidelberg Catechism. It asks the question, why do Christians need to pray? And there are at least two important parts of this answer. Why do Christians need to pray? Because prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness God requires of us. Prayer is the most important part of our thankfulness to God. Therefore, God desires our prayers. He loves to hear it because it demonstrates our thankfulness. It demonstrates that, that we recognize everything we have comes from God. It is all a gift from, from His hand. And when we turn to Him in prayer, it is the chief part of our thankfulness as, as when our children come to us and talk to us and thank us for the, the gifts we provide for them, the ongoing care we provide for them, so we too with God. We love it when our children are grateful, when they are thankful. God desires that we turn to Him in prayer. He, as our Father, receives those prayers. 
I desire that you would pray. Our confession says it's the chief part of our thankfulness. And also, because God gives his grace and Holy Spirit only to those who pray continually and groan inwardly, asking God for these gifts and thanking him for them. Prayer is the means by which God often chooses to bless us. It is God's appointed means. God gives his grace. He gives his mercy. He gives his provision to those who ask him, consistently, continually turning to him, asking him, thanking him them for what he has given. Prayer has different parts to it. Our, our text says, I urge that supplications, that prayers, that intercessions, that thanksgivings be made for all. How is it that we should pray? Now, there is no wrong way to pray when we pray in Jesus' name. Uh, sometimes we pray uh, for the most important thing on our mind. Right now, I'm in a difficult time and I pray to God. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the right way to pray. Sometimes we pray more reflectively, uh, perhaps using a pattern for prayer. Jesus' own disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he taught them a very well-structured prayer that's outlined for us in the Heidelberg Catechism. Tonight, we're going to spend time in prayer and use uh, a structured method for our prayers, a structure which I'm, not, I'm sure is not new to you, which you have heard before. Uh, prayers structured uh, on the acronym of ACTS, A-C-T-S, uh, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and supplication. And we're going to use that as our pattern for prayer this evening. Adoration, praising God for who he is, praising God for his greatness and his glory. And unfortunately, this is often neglected in our prayers. We want to get to telling God what we need and bringing him our requests. And so often we forget to praise him simply for who he is. The Psalms can be so helpful that way. The Psalms help us to praise God simply for who he is. Confession. One author put it this way, confession is agreeing with God about our sin. Agreeing about the terrible character of our sin. It's no offense against a holy God. It is repugnant to him. It is, it is confessing our sin, acknowledging our sin, recognizing our sin, and then looking to Jesus Christ as the only answer, the only hope we have for the forgiveness of sins is found in Him. Confession of our sin. Thanksgiving. Thanking God for all He gives. Thanking God for all He does. God's ongoing provision day after day after day, providing for our needs for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, providing us clothes to wear, providing us homes for shelter, providing us work, all of these things, thanking God for what he gives, thanking God for what he does, giving us health and strength. I often think in my own prayers, I need to spend more time thanking God because it seems like when I do that, and reflecting on all God has given to me, I spend less time asking for things. I see all he's provided already. The last part of prayer, supplication. That means asking children, supplication. 
And supplication really has two, two parts to it. Uh, asking for the needs of others. Praying for others' needs. Praying for others in the church. Praying for others in our home. Praying for the authorities, as our text says tonight, for kings, for all those who are in high position. Praying for the, the structure God has placed over us. Praying for the work of missions, that the church might increase and go out, praying for our missionaries, praying, praying for our own non-Christian friends, that God might use us to share the gospel with them, that he might open their hearts to receive that gospel. Prayer, supplication for others, and then supplication for ourselves, for our own needs. And again, so often I find myself not praying for my needs, but praying for my wants. This is what I want. When I reflect on what I need, God has provided. He's provided so much. All of our physical needs, all of our spiritual needs. In fact, my prayers are often more focused there. A need for greater wisdom, a need for guidance, a need for contentment in what God has provided. Tonight, we're gonna to spend time in prayer. Adoring God, confessing our sins, thanking him for what he has given, and asking, supplicating him that he might care for others, that he might care for us. There is in the, uh, in the liturgy tonight a quote uh, from John Calvin in the preface to the Psalter. He says this, as for public prayers, they are of two kinds, the ones with word alone and others with singing. And this is not something invented a little time ago. For from the first origin of the church, this has been so, as appears from the histories. And even St. Paul speaks not only of praying by mouth, but also of singing. We are going to hear God's word. We are going to sing together. We're going to join our hearts in prayer to the God who hears prayers, the God who answers prayers, and the God who desires our prayers. Before turning to prayer, let's turn to number 433 in the Psalter. Number 433, a song which speaks about the joy of entering into a time of prayer. My God, is any hour so sweet from blush of morn to evening star as that which calls me to thy feet, the hour of prayer. We're going to sing all five verses, 433.
First Chronicles 29, verse 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Let's sing together a song of praise, number 299, the first four verses, O Lord, Thou art my God and King. Let's join together in prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. 
and blessed, O Lord, be your holy name. We gather tonight in prayer to praise you. And it is fitting, O God, for us to begin our time of prayer with praise. We praise you, O God, for who you are. You are the omnipotent, almighty God. There is nothing beyond your power. You can do all things in accordance with your perfect will. Our feeble efforts are often frustrated. Yours, O God, never are. You perfectly accomplish all that you determine to do. We praise you, O God, for you are omniscient. You are the God who knows all things. Before a word is on our tongue, O God, you know it. Before we form a thought, you know it. You know the beginning of our days, and you know the end of our days. And you know every day in between. We praise you, O God, for you are everywhere present. You are with us, your people, tonight. You are with all faithful churches gathering this evening to pray to you, to bring you adoration and praise for who you are. You are with us in our homes right now as we join our hearts together in prayer. We praise you, O God, for you are holy, you are righteous, you are just, and all that you do is done in perfect righteousness. We praise you, Lord God, for you are gracious, you are merciful, you are kind, and you are loving. And you manifest that every day of our lives. You manifest your goodness to us in spite of our fallenness, in spite of our sin, in spite of our willfulness. You continue to care for us day after day after day. We praise you, O God, for you are eternal and you are faithful. You are the God that always has been. You are the God that always will be. You are the God that is now. Eternal, forever faithful. Faithful to yourself, faithful to your promises, and faithful to your holy word. Oh, we thank you, O oh God, for the confidence which that gives to us. With you, there is no shadow of turning. As you always have been, so you will be. Faithful to your promises to love your people. Faithful to your promises to hear our prayers. Faithful to your promise to answer our prayers in the way that is most pleasing to you and in accord with your holy will. Oh Lord God, we begin our time of prayer praising you for your glory, praising you for your majesty. We pray that you would accept the praise of your people, for we bring it not in our own name, but in the name of our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
confession of our sins, reading from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. You teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Our song of confession is number 430 in the Psalter hymnal. Number 430, Lord, like the publican I stand and lift my heart to thee, thy pardoning grace, O God, command, be merciful to me. We'll sing all four verses of 430.
Let's pray together. Lord our God, tonight we have read, we have sung, we have spoken of your greatness and your glory. We have spoken of your truth and your righteousness. Truly, O God, you are pure, you are holy in all that you do. And we confess, when we consider your perfections and your majesty, we recognize all the more clearly our fallenness. We confess that sin is not simply something we do, but it is, it is part of our fallen human nature. We were conceived and born in sin. Lord God, as we turn to you in confession tonight, we do ask that you would forgive us for that sin that still clings to us. We pray that you would forgive us for our sinful actions, for those things which we have done that should have been left undone, for those things which we <clears throat> have done that have directly violated your commands. You've given us your law, O oh God, a law that is clear, a law that is accessible. Yet so often we, we choose not to do that which you have called us to. We confess, O oh God, those things that we have left undone, which we should have done. We confess a lack of zeal for your word, a lack of zeal for prayer, a lack of honoring and keeping your day holy, and a lack of concern for our worship of you. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us for our actions. We confess tonight, O oh God, our sinful words. Words that we have spoken in anger, words we have spoken in frustration, words that we have used to cut down rather than to build up. When we have belittled others, others at work, others at school, others at home. Forgive us, O oh God, for our sinful words. May, may your spirit allow that our words would be as apples of silver in settings of gold. We confess, O oh God, our sinful thoughts. Thoughts of greed, thoughts of lust, thoughts of anger, thoughts of revenge. Those thoughts that if they would be made known, would even be an embarrassment to us. But you know them, O oh God. You know our thoughts from afar, yet you know them. Lord God, we confess our stubborn attitudes, wanting our way above all others, even at times, O oh God, above your way. We pray that you would forgive us for our thoughts. Help us, O oh God, to think on those things that are true, that are honorable, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are commendable, 
Those things which are excellent and worthy of praise, help us, O God, to think upon such things. As we confess our sins to you tonight, O God, we thank you for the assurance that we have that you do hear us when we call to you, and you do forgive. You do so not because we are such great people, not because we offer so much to you, but you forgive our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, for the sake of his perfect sacrifice for sin. We thank you, O God, that he is our mediator, that he is our Savior, and that he is our Lord, and that in him we can be freed from the condemnation of the law, We can be free to follow you. We can be freed from the burden of our sin. Thank you, O God, for the assurance of sins forgiven. We pray that you would hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Our thanksgiving to God from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We're going to turn to number 14 in the Psalter hymnal for our song of thanksgiving. Wholehearted thanksgiving to thee I will bring in praise of thy marvelous deeds I will sing. We're going to sing all four verses of number 14.
Having confessed our sins to the Lord and been reminded of the wonderful assurance that we have of the forgiveness of sins, the natural question we ask is, how can I thank this marvelous Savior of mine? Would you join me now as we go to the Lord in a prayer of thanksgiving? Almighty God and dear Heavenly Father, You alone are worthy of our praise and our worship. We rejoice that You so powerfully and wonderfully created this world and crowned it with human beings fashioned according to Your image. By Your kind providence, You continue to preserve the heavens and the earth and all things, and You care so deeply and personally for us that not even a hair can drop from our heads apart from Your good pleasure. Every morning, even those following dark nights of the soul when tears are plentiful, every morning You make us glad by the, the works of Your hands. You give us grace. You show us Your tender care. Every, every morning we, we wake refreshed and blessed with the opportunity to pursue meaningful labor to bring You honor. We rejoice. We give You thanks in the gift of Christian friends and loving family members. We give You thanks for the opportunity to bless one another with kind and encouraging words and gestures of love, to build one another up in our most holy faith, to, to make one another better as iron sharpens iron. Lord, You bless us with the opportunity to raise families in the, the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, to, to witness Your covenant faithfulness in our lives day after day. We bless You for providing our daily needs of food and shelter and employment and recreation and creative outlets. All of these things and so many more reflect Your providential care for us and for these daily gifts, O oh Lord, we give You thanks. We thank and praise You, O oh God, most of all for the gift of Your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who, who willingly bore the darkness and the guilt and the punishment of our sins on the cross. We rejoice and we give thanks that His death removed the power of death in our lives. And His resurrection is the first fruits and the guarantee of our own victory over death. Thank You, O Lord, for the gospel, the Word of Christ, that continues to enlighten our minds, to comfort our souls, and to guide our paths. We thank You for the gift of Your Holy Spirit who dwells and reigns within our hearts, who is renewing our minds, who is assuring our spirits that we are children of God, who is building us up together as a spiritual temple of praise and worship. We thank You, O God, for the trials that You send. Though it is true that no trial is pleasant at the time, your Word promises that these trials produce the, the perseverance and the hope that fits us for heaven. It is under physical and spiritual duress that you cultivate the patience and thankfulness that, that needs to characterize each and every one of our lives. And so we thank you for loving us so much 
that you work through the best means possible to conform us to the image of your dear Son. Thank you for answering our prayers according to your good pleasure in your perfect timing for the sake of Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we offer these words of thanksgiving. Amen. Reading from Psalm 104. You make valleys gush, uh, springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. These all look to you, to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. Let's sing together from number 227 in the Psalter. Number 227, the Lord who has remembered us, his blessings will bestow. We will sing the four verses. Join me now, if you would, in a prayer of supplication as we intercede for the needs of the world and for those of our community. Let's pray together. Most powerful God, you are the creator and the preserver of all life. And this evening it is our 
privilege, our pleasure, to humbly intercede on behalf of all people, that you would be pleased to make your ways known to all of them, that you would reveal your saving grace to all the nations of the earth. Lord, please bless your missionary servants who are carrying the light of your gospel into the darkness of this very wicked world. Protect them. Give success as they carry the gospel to the dark recesses of the galaxy. Protect and give them success uh, to our missionaries, to the church planters that we support. Preserve them from every danger that they might face, physical peril, spiritual attacks, discouragement when the work seems to not go well. Protect them from persecution. Lord, may they see Your work prospering through their words and deeds. We ask that You would hasten the fullness of Your kingdom through their labors, that You would cause multitudes of those who right now are neglecting Your salvation to seek after You and find You, that through all of this, O Lord, You would grow Your church. Work through us as well, O God, to set an example for unbelievers in speech and in conduct so that our non-Christian friends and family members might be won over to You through our good confession and our godly lifestyle. Almighty God, we rejoice that Your kingdom alone is everlasting. Your power alone is infinite. And so we humble ourselves before You and ask that You would have mercy upon our country. Have mercy upon those in authority over us and grant them wisdom and righteousness, and strength to to know how to rule according to Your Word and for the glory of Your name. Help us to remember that our leaders bear Your authority, and so help us, therefore, to faithfully and obediently honor our civil leaders according to the commandment of Your Word through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Most especially, O Lord, we pray for Your church around the world, that You would guide and govern Your church by Your Holy Spirit, so that all who profess to be and and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and embrace the faith in the unity of the Spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness and godliness of life. Father, we ask that You would bless the faithful preaching of the gospel around the world. We thank You for this most powerful means by which Your Holy Spirit creates and strengthens faith in Your church. And so we pray that You would bless and sustain and strengthen and give special wisdom and insight to those who preach Your Word and teach it week after week. But Lord, we also pray that You would disrupt and convert false teachers and false churches, churches that have abandoned the faithful preaching of the gospel and have instead turned to uh, gimmicks and programs and and man-centered worship, which is no worship at all. So, we pray that You would increase the desire of Your church for faithful worship and that they would reject all false forms of worship. 
Lord, may those of us who love and recognize the pure worship of God never neglect meeting together as the saints on the Lord's day. And finally, O Lord, we commend to your fatherly goodness all those who are in any way afflicted or distressed in mind and body or in any other way. We especially pray for those affected by this ongoing pandemic, those affected economically, whose jobs have been lost or are going badly, those who are affected physically, who are under quarantine and unable to enjoy their usual activities or fellowship with loved ones, for those who are emotionally and spiritually affected, who struggle to understand what good could possibly come from this pandemic, who find it hard to wait patiently for its outcome. Please give strength and wisdom and and guidance from Your Word to withstand this trial. We pray for the members of our congregation, O Lord, who are currently battling disease and, and chronic pain, those unable to gather with us regularly for worship, those who struggle with emotional sadness and guilt. Teach them and all of us, O Lord, through these trials to number our days, recognizing that we are but fading in this age, but we will flourish in the age to come. We know that these struggles are not signs of Your wrath, O Lord, but are part of Your plan to save us and sanctify us and to glorify Yourself. And so we ask that You would, even through these tests, even through this adversity, that You would deepen our confidence to appear before You one day, clothed not in the filthy rags of our own works, but in the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We make these supplications, continuing to look to Him, the great physician of our souls and bodies. Amen. We respond to our God who loves us and hears us when we pray by giving to Him tithes and offerings. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 9. Chapter 9. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever." And he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. 
by their approval of this service. They will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Let's join together in prayer. Truly, O oh God, you have provided for all of our needs. You care for us day after day after day. And tonight, once again, we focus our thoughts upon the giving that we do. Giving out of thanksgiving for all you have given to us. Tonight, O oh God, we want to pray for Providence Christian College. And we pray for your blessing upon that institution. We pray for the Board of Trustees, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them insight as they seek to direct the college in ways of righteousness and into the future. We pray for the professors, we pray for the staff, for all who are employed by Providence, that you would use them in their various areas of expertise to continue to help that school to run well. And we pray, O oh God, for the students we pray that you would bring more students to Providence. And for each and every one, they might continue to learn the glories of the kingship of Jesus Christ over all creation. We pray for those who are graduating this year from Providence. Will you bless them as some go on to further study, as some go on to pursue their vocations, as some go on to marriage? In all their ways, O oh God, will you guide and direct them and will, use, will you use what they have learned at Providence to help them throughout their lives. May our gifts tonight be an encouragement to this institution. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake, amen. Tonight, the offering is for Providence Christian College. As we close our time of prayer together, we will receive the benediction and then sing the doxology number 493. As we leave God's house of worship, we go under his blessing. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.